Um, another thing that um, Liam wants to talk to Jeremy about with that battle, but I honestly I don't remember much about what happened during the episode either. It was pretty much just the war. All right. We spent like an hour talking about the war, and then the rest of it was the war. Okay. And there was a tiny bit in the middle before talking about the war and doing the war where Jeremy was reading a book. Oh, yeah. That was about him. Oh, yeah. He was, re- yeah, he was reading about himself. He was. Yeah. Just, he lost track of time. He thought he was only there for like 10 minutes. He looked at the book, and he's like three quarters of the way done with it. <laughs> he's like, oh, oops. You know, I, I, I know how he feels. <laughs> uh, shit, my bad. <laughs> Oh, crap, I accidentally lost several hours. <laughs> Let me launch Skyrim four hours later. Wonder how much time... Oh, crap. <laughs> I haven't done that in a game in quite a long time. I can't remember the last time I, like, just lost myself in a game. Uh, I lost myself in many games that three weeks I was off work. Yeah, I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. So, fun thing for me, this week I took a blacksmithing course. Ooh. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Well, actually, no, it was really hot, but yeah. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. That's interesting. uh, Yeah, it was a four-day beginner's blacksmithing course. Because there's uh, a really, really, really good school um, about half an hour from where I live. That's convenient. Yeah. But, oh yeah, no. I've been meaning to take some, like, beginner's woodworking classes. And there's, Mm. there's, like, lots of that around here. Yeah. (laughs) So, we're making... Lots of unimportant things. Like, well, I made some nails. That was fun. Uh, door hooks. I made a door handle. Um, I got two, four twelve, my own chain. So I got to make some chain. That was interesting. Oh. Yeah, I was wondering what you were making in a beginner class. I couldn't even begin yeah, to guess what your starter stuff is. Um, it's going over basic skills like drawing out the metal, spreading things. Um, there's a technique called shouldering, which kind of um, creates an edge on something. Um, we did some upsetting, which is where you kind of pound it into itself to um, expand it. Um, forge welding, one of the basic techniques, which was surprisingly a lot easier than I was expecting it to be. I can't find um, Oh, there we go. Speaking of woodworking, I since we last spoke, I made... Uh, like a shoe rack because previously I had one of those cheap like $30 Amazon series of pipes that shoes would sit on and it was awful. Yep. So I made, yep. with woodworking I, I made essentially like a shoe cubby for about a dozen pairs of shoes and there's, okay. there's four people in this house and we all have multiple pairs of shoes because I've got work shoes and taking out dog shoes and running shoes and everyone's got a similar setup. So... Uh-huh. And it came out really nice, and I'm very happy with it. Okay. Yay! Even though it's essentially just, nice. just a box with shelves. 
but it yeah, I'm, but still. But as an amateur, I'm happy that I made something that didn't look like total garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always nice when that happens. Mm-hmm. I um, <clears throat> I made the incredibly smart decision of trying to touch a piece of metal that was approximately 900 degrees. Oof. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's um yeah. second to third degree burns right there, depending on how long you were touching it. <laughs> uh, enough for my hand to form a blister, and that is it. So, second. I, not even. I, I, I've done the blister stuff. It's not yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. And I knew, I knew it was hot, too, because I had been working with it. <laughs> And it just dulled from, basically, it just lost its color, which means it was anywhere between a thousand, nine hundred, and a thousand degrees. So I'm like, I fucking knew fully what I was doing. But my brain's like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But your brain just this is efficient. Farted yeah. for just a moment. Yeah. And so, like, I grabbed it, and my reflexes kicked in before I even realized like what happened, which is nice. Because I've got decent reflexes. And so, like, I grabbed it, my hand fired off, and then the signal finally reached my brain. <laughs> and I went, oh, I just burned my hand oh, and, promptly, and promptly shoved my hand in the quenching bucket, which is full of water. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then we got some heat gel on it. And so I think just, like, speed of treatment um, spared me a lot. Yeah, speed of treatment usually counts for quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so, like, working as massage today was interesting because I have this spot on my thumb, which I use quite frequently, that doesn't have any feeling to it. And so I hit, like, a certain spot on a client. I'm like, this feels weird. I'm like, oh, that's me, not them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you need to get this? Oh, no, I need to get that checked out. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, Never mind. Oh, that's just, yeah, like, what's this? Oh, that's the blister. It's a great way to scare the shit out of your clients. You go, oh, shit. Like, yeah. what? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I me, guess, not you. <laughs> I, I, mean, I got into the habit of um, telling people when, like, one of my knuckles pops um, because it'll happen and they'll feel it. They'll feel something. Oh, yeah. And like, I've had more than a few clients be like, what was that noise? And I'm like, oh, that's just my knuckle popping. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, my... So I just, like, <laughs> automatically do it now. My my wife uh, knows that when I give her back rubs, too. I get the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> my mm-hmm. fingers pop, but she knows it's it's me, not her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Although occasionally she can't tell because I happen to be, like, Pushing like on her back, and she's like, "Was that my was that my back or your fingers?" I'm like, "Nah, it's just my fingers." That's, my spine. That's yeah, yeah. But the first day, the first day of the class, um, we were working with propane forges. The it was four day course, um, so the other three days we were working with coal, um, because coal gives you more control over things, but it's also it you got to learn how to manage the fires. Hmm. manage a fire um the first day we were working with propane and so i'm in like this 20 by 30 room and we've got two 60,000 btu forges and two 90,000 btu forges um and to give you a comparison a 
home furnace puts out between 80 and 100,000. So we effectively had these like four furnaces for 30, uh, 20 by 30. And so lunch hits and it's 95 degrees outside. We walk outside and we're like, oh, it's nice and cool out here. <laughs> You've acclimated <laughs> to actual fire. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like a hundred I think it was like hundred and ten throughout most of the day inside the um inside the the classroom. Ick. It actually surprisingly wasn't that bad, but I also literally drank a gallon of water um, <laughs> and sweat all of that out. Yeah, if you stay really hydrated, it's amazing what you can deal with. Yeah. And the best part was, like, I was next to a very hot, very dry heat source, so the sweat just evaporated really quickly, and I wasn't, like, drenched in my own sweat all day. I, I feel the same way about going on a bike ride in really hot weather. Like, it, exercise, yeah. exercise in hot weather seems really terrible, but because I'm moving so fast, it's actually yeah. not bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I never feel um, too hot. Yeah. I mean, I've done... <clears throat> I've done CrossFit classes in, like, 95 degrees, and, like, as long as air is moving and, like, I'm not, like, sitting, waiting, like, resting as much, like, it's usually not that bad. Yeah. But, like, once you have to stop and you're, like, ugh, I'm tired and don't want to move and it's hot. (laughs) I think that's the main thing I really hate about exercising indoors is you you tend to Mm -hmm. sit in your own little pocket of heat and sweat and it's miserable. So like, it does, that's that's where a fan comes in handy. Yes. Or all of the fans come in handy. But yeah, no, I totally know what you mean cuz like if the air's stagnant, like I just feel it like radiating off my face and I'm like, no, and I'm having none of this. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I get to learn how to make shit out of metal, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I I don't even know what projects I would work on with the ability to forge, but I know my roommate would really love to forge, because he does night stuff as a hobby, so being able to, like, make some of his own gear, or be able to repair and rework his own armor would be nice. Yeah, though he would probably do, like, he'd probably specialize in one of those things. It's like there aren't very many people, especially if you want to get really good. Like armor smithing is a very specific skill. Um, yeah, I think the embossing and doing that yeah. and blade smithing is its own kind of mm-hmm. specific skill. So it's normally like general smithing work and one of those, not both. Yeah, I think it, at least to start, practically speaking, he wants the ability to do repairs more than anything. Mm. Because otherwise, yeah. Because otherwise, he doesn't have a lot of uh, ability to do a lot of re- like serious repairs. He can do the leather work right now, which he was really yeah. happy to learn. Because you know, armor yeah. is just a bunch of straps. <laughs> so <laughs> being yeah. able to and adjust nice... and replace straps is already a huge skill for that. And yeah. rivets, and like, rivets too. Yeah, rivets. And I was the other thing I was thinking like if he busts a buckle, it'd be nice to be able to fix that too. Yes. But probably not likely that one of those would break. The leather probably fail first. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah. broken any metal parts. He's gotten dense, mm-hmm. which he's been able to hammer out without any issue. And he's yeah. ha- he's had to replace and adjust straps, which he can do well enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a- And he can replace rivets, which is part of the leather work, because the leather's all riveted in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So eventually, I want to learn how to make blades um, because they're really fucking cool. But like a lot of the architectural stuff is still really neat and really interesting. Like door hooks. Um, oh yeah. Just fundamental things. I found I really like making leaves, even though I'm fucking terrible at it. <laughs> so that'll probably be a thing that I end up making quite a bit of. <clears throat> it's good practice for a lot of skills, too. you got to, like, isolate some material. You've got to taper. You're flattening things out, spreading out the metal. Um, you're doing some bending for the stem. So it's a good, it's a good exercise. But the downside is ambles are really fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> we, and it's mostly because of Forged and Fire and its popularity. So people are like, I want to learn blacksmithing. And they drove up the price of anvils like ridiculously. Uh, I didn't even think about that. I know we have a 10-pound anvil, 20-pound anvil, something like that here. It's, it's That's not, not that useful for me. But No, no, no. It's really, really small. But... Like that's just yeah, what we could afford. Like a, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a jeweler's anvil. Uh, he's able to use it for his armor. It's mostly exclusively used for rivets. Yeah, pretty rivet. much. Okay, yeah. It's it's used it's because you need something mm -hmm. to rivet. So he uses it for riveting, and then yeah. he uses it for small amounts of reshaping. You can use it to like mm. remove some dents on a specific piece of a piece of armor. Yeah. But he's not—he's not like crafting whole new pieces out of it for sure. Honestly, I bet the better thing for taking dents out would be just like a hollowed-out stump, something with a bit of a curve to it. Yeah, we don't have that either, though. Yeah, but that would be way cheaper. You just get like like a eighteen-inch chunk of like a tree, uh, and just kind of like carve out a divot in it, like a basin. I feel like that would be a little better than a flat surface. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. that's, that's the difficulty with armor, is it's not flat. It's a whole lot of gentle curve. Yeah. <laughs> he's been <laughs> he, he's been able to make do with a ball peen on the flat surface and kind of shape it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that also thins out the material quite a bit. But, I mean, it's working for him, so... Yeah, Go you can. and it's stage combat, so it's not like he's taking full force blows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, oh, other things of, like, other things that I want to make, there's a... Oh, Ken posted something. Oh, hey, your shoe rack. Oh, that does look nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out. It's not um, perfect. Like, the rightmost cubby's a little wider than the rest, but I, I made it work, so it's fine. I'm happy with it. Hmm. Um... There it is. I also it's posted a, a guy cat kicking of... itself in the face, which is hilarious. I spent I spent so long giggling at that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but there's a guy out of let's see if I can share it. Copy link. There's a guy. He's actually out of South Africa. He makes some absolutely gorgeous like stilettos and quill and daggers. Um, and I I want like I want to make some of those. Ooh, especially especially like so the ones on the left, those are a couple of stilettos and they're like just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, that's cool as hell. Like all of them yeah. really pretty. 
Yeah, hold on. Here's here's the stiletto. Mm. I was thinking my that same yeah. roommate could uh, maybe get into some acid etching. I think I think he'd have a lot of fun with that. Get some decoration going on his pieces. Um. So the etching comes from I'm pinching out the water. Um, the etching comes from having two different materials. Unless you're doing like, um, oh, what is it? It's an electric one. Oh, I I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. It's some sort of e- electrolysis. Yes. I was trying to think of the word. It's like I know this word because I have to deal with it all the time with the marine. Yeah. It's like electrolysis to etch it. Other than that, like just dunking in acid. Um, only really works if you've got two different metals of two different hardness. Yeah, I'm not thinking about dunking in acid. I'm talking about acid yeah. etching, where you uh, attach a stencil to a piece and then you yeah cover okay. it, and then you just dr- dribble on the piece, the the section specifically you want to etch. Uh, I would. I mean, it's combat. It's um, stage combat, so it probably doesn't matter. But I feel like learning how to um, emboss the metal would uh, be much more practical and better and safer for the armor because it's not really eating in or compromising the integrity of the material at all. How do you emboss? Which is... Um, well, the way I've seen it done is you basically um, have a thin sheet of metal. metal. Um, I see it with copper, so they don't actually have to heat it. They can just hammer it. But you get... Um, I don't think you can really do it with heat. It has to be pretty thin. So basically you put it over some pitch or uh, some wax, and you can basically just hammer it, and it will bunch up the metal oh. and the wax underneath, and you can shape it that way. Hmm. Um, it's, it's actually a really, really interesting process. Um, that is interesting. I'd have to, I'd have to um, look it up to be able to. I'd have to look something up to be able to um, get you a better uh, description. Because I know acid etching is also a very interesting process. Yeah, it doesn't eat away at the material too much usually if you're quick about it. But if you miss a spot, it's just going to keep eating it. Yes. Which isn't necessarily the best thing to do. No. But it it has some pretty cool results. No. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Adam Savage and his builds, and they're really, really uh, interesting because yeah. he talks you I through haven't... his whole process, and it's very – it's real cool. Yeah, and he's, I mean, it's Adam Savage, who's an endlessly fascinating person. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you hear, um, oh, what was his name? One of the, one of the... Grant Amahara. Um, yeah, Grant died. Yeah, I, I heard about that recently. I'm like, well, that, that sucks. I haven't followed him very closely since Mythbusters, but I liked him. Yeah, but... he was apparently, like, uh, just really, um, he was a really good science communicator, and he did a lot of charity work charitable work for science communication yeah yeah i was reading on that too after he passed i was like 
he did lots yeah. of really good work. Like he, mm-hmm. after he made it on television and stuff, like he was pretty well made. So he just did what he wanted to do, which turned out to be good things. And he was like, yeah. Uh, Adam Savage had a podcast like just remembering Grant, and uh, mm. it was it it was kind of funny because he w- he was commenting that on the entire MythBusters team, Grant was the only genuine engineer. He was like a MIT graduate, uh, like electrical engineer. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like everyone else were just like a bunch of makers who just had years of experience in special effects and such. Mm-hmm. Which would explain why he was the only yeah. one making robots on the show. Everyone else was just kind of slapping shit together. <laughs> like he was yeah. making actual robots to make things happen. Mm. But I mean, I do like you see how well the rest of them did with just their experience. So that's just a lot. Yeah, it was still pretty good. Yeah. Lately, Adam Savage's videos have been creeping more into machining which is a world I'm adjacent to. So it, mm. it's interesting to see him kind of work his way through something I'm at least a bit familiar with. Cause I'm not an yeah. artist by any means, but I am a technical measury person. So there, there's a, yeah. when he's talking about like measurement tools, like calipers and height gauges and such, it's like, Ooh, this is a world I know about. So hearing him mm. discuss it from, from my end is, is extra fascinating. <laughs> like, mm, how close is he? Yeah. Uh, all right, I need to swap devices and swap headphones. Um, so I am going to run away for a second. All right. How are things going, Rob? Um, not too bad. I spent today on a boat. Just hanging out on a boat, fishing. Yeah, hanging out, reading mostly actually. Oh, I mean, it still sounds kind of nice. Well, Beth and the kids weren't swimming. I sat and. Well, I was going to read my book, but uh, I handed it. Literally, this is what happened. Beth said, give me your book so I'll put it in the bag. And so I got my book, I handed it to her, and she laid it on the kitchen table and completely left it behind. So I was reading a book, but not my book. (laughs) Oops. But that's okay. (laughs) I, I feel like I would get motion sick trying to read on a boat. I waited until they'd stopped and they were like... While they were swimming, when we were just sitting and uh, beached, basically. Oh, okay. If it's stationary, that's so okay. Worked. Yeah. I I really struggle with motion sickness, so I can't read while on a bus or in a car or something. I used to oh, read in a car all the time. I can't do it anymore. Even if I look at my phone for more than a fraction of a second, if I'm a passenger, I get ill. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I need to. It's it's part of what I like about. Uh, audiobooks is that I can still consume books but without mm-hmm. needing to look at a screen and I can just stare at the horizon or close my eyes or something. Mm. Yeah, I'm still trying to finish up last month's book for the uh, book challenge on the main server. But yeah, I'm only I, a day Not I, too bad. I tend to consume like two or three books a month thanks to Audible. And now I'm I'm I got myself a Kindle, so I'm trying to make a point to do less phone time before bed and do more read time before bed. So it's probably only going to go up. I have so many books on Audible that I am never likely to get to. There, there's just too many hours of material on there now that I'm just it's not going to happen. 
I have managed to keep up with my Audible library as I've gotten them, mostly, not entirely. I have 169 nice titles on my in my Audible library, and I'm only one, two, three, four, five, six behind. I'm only six behind, which is not bad. I am somewhere in the region of what you've got in terms of titles, but the problem is when I first signed up, I would like go for the best value books rather than books I actually cared about reading. Yeah. And that, so I like downloaded the entire Wizard of Oz 22 volume series. It's 96 hours long. I had there are 22 volumes in the Wizard of Oz. I had no yeah. idea. And also, yeah, no, fuck that. Half of them are terrible, too. <laughs> I, I, I've i done a bit of value shopping. I know that great courses are always a good value for Audible credits because great courses mm-hmm. are not cheap, and so being able to get them for a credit is really good. But more recently, I got a sci-fi series called the Super Carrier Box Set, which is a trilogy of books, and I was kind of meh on the series. So I kept finding excuses to not read it. So it actually took me quite a while to get through that series because I didn't hate it, but it it like it was really invested in its political message and just like they well they were like a bunch of freedom fighters in this, so they had to like stop every other chapter and rehash the same manifesto over and over again. I'm like, yes, I get it. I understand these characters' motivations. I even agree with them, but. Oh my god. Just saying it over and over again is not helpful. <laughs> yes, I get it. The government's corrupt and you have a, a military that is at in the service of corporations and and not the best interest of the people and okay, I I agree with that. But the captain who's running the pirate ship who's trying to do this whole coup thing, this revolution says rehashes that whole message all the time. It's like ah uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the last book I read, it was like an event would happen in the book and then the main character would internal monologue about the event that just happened that we just read about. Oh, no. And then then the next portion would be her explaining to one of the other characters what had just happened that we just read about and she'd internal monologued about. And by, by chapter three, I was just like, no, just stop. <laughs> painful i oh, that's terrible i hate when the pace gets totally disrupted by endless exposition especially if it's repeat like no i understand i get yeah. it that's that's terrible that's that's one thing i appreciated about sword spells and stealth is that it kind of assumed the reader could keep up and didn't treat you like a moron which was, yeah which was I, nice the thing i hate most is when an author treats me like i'm an idiot it's like i, I can fill the gaps in just yeah yeah like i just read the most recent sword spells and stealth and it it hit a point where the characters knew about as little as as the reader did and then as a knowledgeable character was experienced or as explaining this the characters were like inferring from context and guessing and i'm like oh you know the same way i would while reading it (laughs) like perfect like yeah. this is how mana works. I'm guessing mana works in this other way too. It, well, yeah, you, you've learned from context. Congratulations, but that's not. <laughs> you didn't know that before I said it. Like, oh, hey, characters that can you know learn. <laughs> mm. uh, I realized last night how much I hate watching 
films and TV with my family because my youngest, fair enough to him, he's too young to really care that much, so he gets bored after all and wanders off. But my wife and my eldest son just talk incessantly through oh. everything. Oh, I hate and that. Like they, he, like they get caught on like talking about a minor character point or plot point or something, but they talk for like four minutes. <laughs> And the movie doesn't stop. And then they're like, wait, what's going on? So last night we were watching uh, The Search for Spock, which is the only Star Trek movie that Ben had not seen yet. All right. And halfway through the movie, uh, right after um, David gets killed by the, the Klingon commander guy, um, Ben turns and like, is like, wait, that's that's Kirk's son? And I was like, Jesus Christ, we just we just watched another entire movie where that was a major plot point and it's mentioned <laughs> several times in this one. How can you not know this? How'd you miss that? <laughs> and I, I realized it's because they don't actually care about the story that much. Like my mother in law is the worst for this. She can start a movie like thirty minutes in and then walk away with it ten minutes to go and not care. Yeah. And I'm like I, I can't do that. <laughs> my my roommate is really bad about that too, where he'll like be staring at his phone while a show is going on. And then halfway through, he was like, Oh, I couldn't follow it. I didn't like it very much. I'm like, <laughs> you weren't even watching it. <laughs> You're not allowed yeah, to have see, an I opinion. Do that, I do that, but I genuinely don't care. So I'm like, uh, someone will say something. Did you see what just happened? Like, I'm like, no, I wasn't paying attention guys. It's TV. I, I'm I, getting ADHD. That's not how this works. I really <laughs> struggle to watch something that I have not seen that my wife has seen, but she because she can't help but spoil stuff. Oh yeah, so Ben's like, the worst for that. So like I, 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 I like to occasionally watch an anime, but anime is full of garbage. So I just let my wife filter out all of the bad stuff because she knows what I like. So it works great. But if I'm sitting there watching an anime she has recommended with me, she'll be like, oh, don't get attached to that character. Or, oh, just wait till next episode. I'm like, oh, stop, stop. No, just stop. You, you need to go away or you need to shut the hell up because you're now giving away things when you think you're not giving away things. It's gotten to the point sometimes where I'm just like interrupting her. Like the moment she speaks, I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> just like scream over her. <laughs> Like, yeah, Ben's making me watch um, Attack on Titan right now, and I, I'm not an anime fan particularly, but um, I, I kind of got interested in this one because the world building's really good. The yeah. scripts and the, the story are pretty terrible, but the world building's really interesting. And occasionally I'll ask Ben and be like, uh, so who's that character again? What's that character called? And he'll respond with, dead. And I'm like, oh, great. That's the, that was Thanks. easy to know. <laughs> I, I'm terrible with names in general. And an in anime, it's even worse because they're not even like names I'm familiar with. And so, yeah. in my mind, they're never their names. And my wife is really good about names, so she'll just she and I will be talking about an anime, and she'll be like, "In this character, in that character." And I'm like, "I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Are they purple hair princess or big sword guy?" <laughs> that's what <laughs> yeah, they are in my mind. Kind of me with Attack on Titan. I'm like um, the the main character, you know, like Screamy Boy. <laughs> Perfect. That's yes. all we got. Exactly. Or uh, My Hero Academia. You've got uh, Crybaby Main Guy, Muscle Man, uh, acid, acid Girl, um, Make Shit Out of Her Skin Girl, Floaty Girl. Like they, I don't know any of their names. 
I like yeah, that show. Yeah. <laughs> but they're... In Attack of Titan, I've got one of them I call internal monologue girl, because <laughs> she never seems to speak out loud. So. <laughs> yeah, they're always short descriptions in my head. I cannot remember names. It's it's the worst. <laughs> so how's life been treating you, Amy? Oh, I've been good. Uh, reading a lot to catch up on things, but, you know, good. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I mean, I'm just ugh, tired. From yeah. Work and stuff, but I hear you. I've been working 11 hour days lately, so I'm I'm beat. Yeah, I mean, I've been lucky in that I can leave early sometimes, but like while I'm there, it's kind of go go go. So. Yeah, I yeah. work has been a sudden sprint for me because we're standing up. We're doing the next phase of a new production run. And so all of the parts mm. that need inspecting came in all at once. So it's not like it's a standard operating procedure, but the everything comes in at once. So it's like for two weeks, it's, hey, Ken, you've got 150 things to do, and they have to be done by the end of the week. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. But then, but then once that's done, it's like, okay, you're getting like two, three things in a day, and you can keep up with that. Okay. We're just not hitting that stride pace yet because this mm-hmm. is – this is new product engineering stuff. So what ends up happening is they order everything at once. They get the entire inventory for a build of 10 parts all at once. And then the next phase is they change everything slightly based on the results of the first build. And then all of those parts come in at once for the next wave. And sooner or later, we're just going to hit the normal. We're building two parts a day ad infinitum. But the engineering phase is is hectic as hell. Yeah, you can imagine. Oh. I'm almost caught up on Stormlight though, which is exciting. Yeah, I saw you started mm. Oathbringer. Mm-hmm. Are you like just in the mm-hmm. beginning, or are you like partway through at this point? Oh yeah, no, I just started Oathbringer today, so I'm on chapter eight. All right. Now, um, but yeah, I, I mean, my way. What's uh, going on? What's going on? Uh. Is it? I don't know. I can't remember if somebody in the in here was supposed to read them. Um, I think it's you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, what was what was the last thing that happened? Because I also don't remember my chapter. Uh, the last thing that happened, Kaladin has made it back home, and he's talked to everybody, and now he he he's headed out to track down the the town's um lord Parshman turned. Oh yeah 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 I remember that. Okay. That's right. Yeah, he went back to Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the I actually so I've been sitting here reading and half paying attention while we've all been talking. <laughs> so I was reading through the reunion between him and his parents, and it's I was so tearing nice. up like. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. Kaladin deserves some good in his life. <laughs> just a little bit. He just. I know, right? I I got super misty at the end of Way of Kings because there was just a moment at the very end where Kaladin got a chance to breathe and not worry about everyone for just a second, and it made me so happy. It's like his life's not even that good right now, but just for a second, he's not worried about the lives of everyone around him and that he needed that. (laughs) Yeah, like, gosh. So Kaladin always gets on the verge of getting on my nerves because he takes on so much responsibility for literally everything that happens. (laughs) I know, right? Whether he has control for it over it or not. Uh, but in the end, he deserves he deserves the world. Like they all do. There's just so many good characters, and like poor baby Shalon, and then my boy Dalinar, and I'm just like all of you, just happiness. I, I genuinely want a bridge four tattoo. 
Like, oh yeah. Uh, like on my shoulder, on my upper arm somewhere. Like I just want like a a patch. That's bridge four. All good boys except for Moass. That's well, all. Well, yeah. Say. Fuck Moass. She's a. <laughs> but other than that, Lopin is adorable, and I love him very much. And Rock mm-hmm. is, is yes. a good boy who cooks for everybody, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and and I I love how Lopin just is like always endlessly confident no matter what's happening. I know. Like he'd be in the middle of failing, be like, I got this guys, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't or, worry, they'll tell stories about the one armed Ardazian who at one point he's carried a bridge on his own. At one point he's like face down in the dirt and he's telling the dirt, Don't worry, I I'll I'll be back for you in, in no time. <laughs> he's like telling the earth that the earth loves him, but he'll but he must be free. <laughs> like, yeah. You're flirting with the dirt that you're face down in, man. Like <laughs> Even now, like when most people would be embarrassed and at their lowest, he's like flirting mm-hmm. with the dirt he's eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite characters might be Lyft, though. Oh, she's great. I, oh, yeah. I, I So I read Warbreaker and Edge Dancer before starting Oathbringer. Mm-hmm. And... God, the your pancakefulness bit just killed me. I was like... <laughs> Lift, uh, you goddamn genius! She, I don't even know. She's so precious. Ugh. And I love that she breaks all of the rules forever, and mm-hmm. everyone around her is like, "Wait, what?" I'm sorry, you should not be able to do this. And she's like, "I don't know. I just do it, man." Yeah. I, I mean, I don't care. Give a fuck what you think should be happening. <laughs> this is what, what I'm doing. Happening. Uh, I the. The whole scene where she called down our tight butt made me laugh so hard. Lyft has not met Dalinar where I'm at yet. I think it happens eventually. It's such a yeah. tiny detail. Like she, mm-hmm. she, she refuses to call him by name. She's like, oh, "You're tight butt." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. That's, that's, I'm not surprised. And. and yeah. And Dalinar has, like, no what idea how to respond, basically. He's just like, yeah. what? I mean, that's pretty much everyone. Everyone looks at her <laughs> and goes, what? <laughs> like, first of all, you shouldn't <laughs> be able to get Stormlight out of food. That doesn't even make sense. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I just stumbled upon the Obsidian Portal DNR page that was last updated in 2014. And it's hilarious. Yeah, what? <laughs> Like, here's a, here's a little section from it. Valis the Slayer, a champion tiefling, second cousin twice removed of Malchus. Brackets, citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> and and half of the art is taken from Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Where is this? Uh, I will post it in the chat. Uh, Sorry about spoiling the meeting, Amy. No, it's fine. I had a feeling all the radians. (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling all the radians were going to start getting together. So I mean, it's very clearly working its way through there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the end goal, right? Mm -hmm. And even even though, yeah, no, even though you know it's coming, I think you'll still very much so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this is pulled straight from Baldur's Gate. Obsidian Portal. Yeah, I I remember. Uh, when there was a time before original art, when all the, the art, yeah, pulled, is it? 
from Baldur's Gate or it's straight up just the art from the book. Like Ironhide was always just like the default art for generic, yeah, for, from the book <laughs> in fourth edition and um, uh, Alex's character Braylon. Braylon was just like if you Google like halfling bard, that's the art he used for a long time. Mm. Damn, who even made this page? I never knew uh, about this. I think it was Jason looking at it because it says updated by DNR Podcast. Oh, this was like his first mm. attempt at like a, a wiki. Yeah, I feel like pre Steve. Yeah. <laughs> who just <laughs> took it all pre-Steve? on? Pre Steve? That's a scary thought. I mean, I, 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 was, I was around not, not pre Steve, but pre Steve doing the wiki part. Like we had discussed it a bit on the on the forums, and I was like, I don't know, man, this seems like a lot of work. And Steve's like, Ah, it's fine. And then he, <laughs> and then he like, even though there's other people on the team, Steve pretty much did like all of the work anyway. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and now he just keeps up on it, and it's it's frankly impressive and obsessive, a little concerning, but mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> um, Ian Cerverus, but they've got. They've got Baranith and Trixie, and I'm like, yeah, oh, right. Whatever happened to Elena and Danielle? <laughs> Elena, I don't even remember. Yeah. it's oh yeah, that's that's her name. Okay, yeah, it's been. Forever. I miss Danielle. I like Danielle. Uh, hmm? She was Baranith. She know. was um, Trixie and uh, yeah. then Layla. Oh, okay. It's been so long since I listened to Arc One. I do not remember. <laughs> it's been a while. Hmm. I hopped on. I was the person. She had a really sexy voice. Like I, I listened when Arc One was new, and then I just kind of kept up, and I never had to do like the huge thing. Well, there's Tala. Druid played by Megan. I have no recollection of this person. Oh, oh God. Okay. Of Megan or of Tala? Both. It's baby voice. Tala is baby voice, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I Baby oh, voice I, with uh, split personalities for some yeah. reason yeah. that only showed up like once. Well, and was, I don't think anyone knew about never it. Never explicitly My mentioned. It has always been that it wasn't split personalities. It was just her brain melting from the zombie disease. <laughs> Because that makes far more sense, and the split yeah. personality thing was never actually mentioned on the show. So therefore not canon. <laughs> yeah, although the second time round, I totally noticed when she was like, does nobody want to ask me about why I'm doing a baby voice? Why is nobody asking about this? Would you like to ask me about this? <laughs> I, I'll be honest, and, a lot uh, of people talk about it, but the, on my first listen through, I didn't really tune into the baby voice. Like, it just nah. never even really uh, occurred to me. And It didn't bother yeah. me that much. Yeah, it's like it, it never even was a blip on my radar because, you know, everything was a bit crunchy back then. Everyone was using crappier mics and the editing wasn't as tight. But, you know, that's just everything that's become a, a DNR meme. I hear on the second lesson through a whole lot. But, um, oh, like like Green Flame oh Blade. Brianna is hilarious. I guess she was just a little girl at that point. But. I know, right? <laughs> Because here it says a small nine-year-old girl. <laughs> Parl Cranewing. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm like, I don't remember him. That's the guy that asked them to make a map at the beginning of episode uh, one. 
Yep. Yeah, a map, God. you say. Mm-hmm. And then a yep. traveling geographer. Poor man mm-hmm. never did get his map. Oh, that's right. That was like Actually, their their starter quest, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He did a bit of DNR trivia there. He did. Trius did it off of off podcast. Trius got it, gave him his map. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So is it the same Jay that played Trius and Rock? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think so. I I, think. That's, yeah. that's part of the podcast I've listened to. So. Because <laughs> Trius died. Well, no, Trius didn't die. Uh, he left for he left reasons. Yeah, and then I think he made Rock because he still wanted to be on the show or something. Yeah, Trius well, Rock- died in Brianna again off off screen, as it were. Oh, man. Well, Rock was only there for like an episode and a half too. Yeah. So I, I he, he died in the arena, right? I remember Galford. Yeah, oh, boy, Galford. Ah, uh, yes, Galford, the gnome who changes complete personality when he changes gender. <laughs> it like that that whole section I always found like kind of disappointing because I personally was really on board with the idea of some player characters being in charge of a major house of the city. I know there was so much interesting stuff there. And There's a lot the of group, potential. Like, we don't like this. We want to do something else. Yeah, like so it's disappointing that the party didn't want to pursue that because I'm like I feel like, but there's not very often that. A D and D campaign involves a bunch of homebodies, which is part of why mm-hmm. I wanted to construct this. Also, kind of inspired mm-hmm. by Parks and Recreation. <laughs> also, wanting to be a foil to be the opposite of what Arc One was, which was as big a scale as it could possibly be. And then I was like, Nah, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to be small because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> so, like, I felt like there could be a lot of interesting intrigue and like Game of Thrones political stuff going on. Yeah, I did too. And it's like, that could be really interesting, because there's, like, all the potential that was, like, talked about with the other houses. Well, like, you know, they stole the the statue from the other house, and, and they've got this really tenuous alliance, and there's all kinds of subterfuge going on, and there's lots of stuff to do to improve or leech off of the city you're in. Like, everything about that seemed really interesting to me, but the party wasn't into it. I'm like, ah, oh, damn Oh, well, I guess we're just going to take over the town. <laughs> just go over to, uh, what was it, Brightport that it was in? Like, just head uh, over to No, Brightport, no, no. That's way too much, way too much. Uh, we're we're staying here. Yeah, right? <laughs> Brightport was one of the major houses, right? Yes. Oh, you core crying, uh, crying baby. Let's say, is someone trying to press the sheep? But... That's Rob. Oh my god. <laughs> I have RTX voice on. just got back and she is in the garage probably looking at something on her phone and has not come in the house yet. Okay. Mm. I have RTX voice on and as far as I can tell, none of you noticed that the dog was barking a few minutes ago. No, I never no, I heard. Yeah, the see? Oh, by the way, can you hear the fan going in the background? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, RTX voice is pretty awesome, and if you mm. have the if your computer has the bandwidth to play the game and run that at the same time, then I would 100% recommend it. It is really good. Like the the dog was barking, you didn't hear it. I could have the TV on in the background, you wouldn't hear it. I'm clapping right now. I'm clapping real loud. 
Then he. No, I got nothing. Yeah. How awesome the is that? The real test. The real test will be when your wife gets mad at the internet. Well, yes, true. So you, you, I turned on my camera on Discord, <laughs> right? Hi. Oh, hey. Yeah. See that? How great is that? That's that's actually really nice. Oh. <laughs> Please don't stab your microphone. I was clicking, <laughs> I was just clicking a pen on it. <laughs> it's proof. Right. I'm not. I'm not just making shit up. Like this RTX face is am- is amazing. It's so good. I think it's the first time I've ever seen your face yet. Oh yeah. Oh, let me turn it back on. Hi. I, I I didn't have a, a a webcam up until like a month ago, <laughs> like before. Uh, I've gotten it since the last time we recorded. Like it's it's really really new, because you know Zoom meetings and stuff. So mm-hmm. some people wanted to um, see my face. So here I am. Yeah. I'm a bit overdue for a haircut, but that's that's my face. That's me. <laughs> I I turn mine on, but it'd be like super blurry and focused because my screen is delaminating. Oh. So I'd have to do it on my phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, turn on the camera. Yeah, I can show you. Discord would like to use the camera. Sure, why not? See? Hey, there it's you like are. A halo. Yeah, it's a, it's a little fuzzy, but it's, it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. It's weird that it's, like, worse on a size here and totally fine in the center. It, it's, like, soft but focus. Yeah. Nope. Oh. CJ, I think oh, it's turning oh, up. Oh, CJ's showing the party oh, here. Yeah, oh, Am I? Is it working? Uh, no. Nope. Uh, I mean, unless it's very uh, dark where you're at. <laughs> it should not be very dark. I think uh, your camera's right. blocked or something. But yeah, RTX Voice. It it says that you're supposed to have an RTX-enabled graphics card, but that's all marketing. Uh, yeah, hmm. I didn't know that until... Graphics card? Yeah, yeah, because uh, RTX... Hey, there he is. Hey, CJ! It was using my capture. It was using my capture card instead of my camera. Oh, that explains. Oh, so yeah, uh, uh, RTX is like the new generation of graphics cards, and that's, those are the shit that like oh, okay. simulate your hair and light and stuff. But G- yeah. you can still run it on GTX cards, which is like the previous generation of cards. Yeah, yeah. it's really simple because there's like a line of code that just says "check for card," basically. And you can just delete oh, yeah. that. You can just delete that line of code and run it, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, entitlements. Yeah, in and the whole development world, <laughs> I got to keep wanting to clean up. Like, there's a fucking smudge on it or something, but I know it's. Uh... <laughs> Here, I'll so, somewhere in the background. There should be a dog. Oh, way there in the background. There's a sheep. Yeah. Hey, puppy. <laughs> She. All all the other dogs she. are in the background. Ami. Ami, come here. Let's see if I can get her to come here. Oh, I see Cora's butt. <laughs> I've got this ugly mess of wires over here. Let me just scoot that to the left. We'll be in pretend land where my internet cables aren't a disgusting mess. Invading the world. Ami, come here. Come here. She's comfy. She doesn't want to move. <laughs> She's just looking at her judgingly because she's a sheep. Because she's a sheep. Ami, come here. Come here. I'm gonna you. So he runs over to pick a dog up. <laughs> Get over. Okay. There we go. You're doing this whether you want or want or not, dog. And she definitely you did not want. You have to do it willingly. Yeah. There's a sheba. Hi, Popper. Easy. Hmm. 
It looks like there's a cat interested in what's going on now. That's my third and smallest dog. Third and smallest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have three dogs in this room. She ugh, likes to be babied. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, now that it's been like an hour, should we get going? Let's, maybe let's play some D and D. That'd be nice. Oh, don't yeah. don't get cut on. I mean, if you guys want, I guess. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. We keep talking about random stuff. I mean, that's what most of podcasting is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just hanging around and BSing. All right. I'll save, yeah. save on bandwidth. It's nice to see everybody's faces. We're available. <laughs> All right. Well, th- this session is going to be interesting because you guys are on the cusp of like dungeon diving, essentially. And I don't remember a thing about what happened other than people died. And it wasn't us. Uh, people didn't die. Zombies and kobolds died. Yeah. Uh, zombies and kobolds are people too. They're. I sure. don't believe that. Oh, let's not have this argument. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a whole thing about uh, the sentient pets. <laughs> yep, there was that discussion twice, I think. Okay. Mm. Well, listening I mean, back to the last episode, um, we yeah. there was a moment where V had strapped Choppy to her hip, and we weren't sure if her moving around was going to be uncomfortable for him. But as I was listening back to that, I'm like, well, of course it wouldn't. He doesn't have an inner ear. So, like, why would it be dizzy or anything? So. <laughs> it's important to check in with him and make sure. <laughs> Choppy is people, too. In hindsight, it makes perfect sense that he would not be disoriented. He he doesn't have the organs Mm. to make that happen. He's got touch, and that's about it. (laughs) All right, Sue. It's been so. Oh, was it last episode where I finally realized that V was a fighter and not a barbarian? Yes. Yeah. Like the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) It was like right after the introduction. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was really funny. It's like, oh wait, I thought you were barbarian. It's like, no. <laughs> Is it because I'm a half orc? You're a barbarian. Hi, I'm Amy. I play V, the half orc fighter. <laughs> <laughs> fighter. <laughs> barbarian? What? <laughs> okay. That's a weird way to pronounce barbarian. <laughs> I know, right? Listen, I don't, I don't question the Canadian pronunciation of things. <laughs> it's a dialect. Wait, is there you in there somewhere too? Wow. Uh... <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm just gonna go. <laughs> Another thing you said last week was your uh, last time was your uh, last episode too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm starting to see a theme, guys. For the same this is an ongoing bit. I quit the show. <laughs> Alright, let's let's actually get started. I God, I feel so rusty. It's been so long. It's, a, it's another one of those episodes where it's been like an age and a half since we played. <laughs> In between. It's fine. You never say it. You never say it the same way twice, anyways. So. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm not even certain about that much. <laughs> so uh, let's just get started. Hmm. Okey doke. <laughs> 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 
Excellent. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to add some like spooky echo to the harpsichord rendition of the song. <laughs> That'll be fun. Mm. Uh, what, what the fuck? Well, those circles were getting bigger uh. and stronger, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, killing the Rat King kind of destabilized everything. Excellent. Good, excellent. So... That'll be your task for next session. Uh, d- dealing with this, with you have Ross Apocalypse upon Fairbay. I'm not even sure uh, how we're going to deal with this. We're being honest. Something I know, right? Smacking the circles won't work. <laughs> I mean, there were some early attempts to try and physically destroy them, but they resisted. Mm. Is there anything actively burning in Fairbay? Not that you see immediately, no. Oh, then Hamish is pretty content. It's not his fault, then. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seeing objects running around, chasing people, and lots of undead things running around. Mostly rats, but other undead things, too. Oh, I think on the walk back to Fairbay, the one thing I did forget, uh, V would ask Cheddar to check in with Choppy, see how he's doing. Uh, Choppy's pretty content. He's pretty happy to be spending a lot of time with V. Aw, my son. <laughs> he's kind of got like w- one desire going for him right now, and he's he's pretty content with how it's going. Aw, <laughs> And how's Cheddar doing after that fight? That was that was. Cheddar's feeling pretty pumped about uh, landing a hit on an enemy, especially, especially one so big. Like that's great. Yeah. Like Boy. he's never uh, he's never done anything quite like that before. So he he's pretty pumped. He's he's happy to be contributing to the party to be helpful. Yay! It's good stuff. So proud of my boy. Ah, uh, so we're we're soon hitting the the next story arc. Mhm. Mhm. Looking forward to the next one. It's gonna be great. It's gonna upset everybody. What? <laughs> Why would it upset us? Susanna leaves. <gasps> no, it's not that. <laughs> Not that upsetting. Nah, well, uh, I think equally upsetting in a different way. I already hinted at it before, is that the next story arc is going to involve you meeting the Malchus fan club. Yay! Oh! <laughs> and I... Featuring Mr. Robert Wiesan himself. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, and I refuse mm-hmm. to spoil what they call themselves, because the moment's going to be so delicious. Greater good? Am I going to quit the podcast? Is that do how they, do they call themselves the greater good? Uh, no, it's not that. It's worse okay. than that by a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, everyone here is listening to Arc 1, so every, everyone will get I it. I have not. Oh, well then... I've listened to like 30 episodes of Arc 1. Okay, well in which case, it may, be even, it may be even worse for you without context. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Huh. Well, we can keep our new tradition going. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Amy quitting the podcast every episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I quit the show. Uh, right. how, how today can we make Amy quit? <laughs> um, uh, upset and inconvenience retail workers. Mm. Table. Make Susiani leave. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, all, all he had to do was follow her. Oh, oh! Somehow set up a scenario where V or not V, uh, Susiana needs to sacrifice herself. Oh God! Don't you? Or uh, CJ might quit at that point. Really mean to retail workers. <laughs> it turns out like that—that's her main character flaw is that she's like rude as fuck to retail workers. I don't know. I, but no. <laughs> the ultimate dilemma like she's so pretty and she's otherwise very nice but she's rude as hell to waitstaff <laughs> like Amy might actually explode Susiana doesn't tip <laughs> okay I have to I can't I, <laughs> you know I have to quit before all this happens now uh, it's okay Nothing she says let's spit the she says, let's split the bill and order the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it, it's okay. She. No, nothing's going to happen to Susie. I just want the soap opera stuff to happen organically, and I'm loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's great. That's fun. Like, I may have to just start implementing more soap opera stuff. I know we discussed that last session. It's like, I don't know, she needs to have, like, a secret twin or something. Okay, but Secret Twin is, like, the best outcome for this. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But it's an evil twin. Oh, that's so, not... So, so She's like, the evil twin that's rude to retail work. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, you see that Susie is, like, really rude to, like, waitstaff, and you, like, it breaks your heart, but then you realize it's not Susie. It's Susie's evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> Susie's evil twin, Karen. Oh, God. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but that. Like the the moment anyone says anything that's not an immediate compliance, she loses her goddamn mind and starts yelling at them. She's oh, barbarian. Introduced her to Tuesday. Oh, oh, they they would they would either combine forces and topple the city or attack each other to fight each other to the death. Mm-hmm. I have no idea Metal. which way it would go. My money's on the one on the left. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Karen versus Tuesday. Who would win? Oh no! <laughs> Karen, doesn't, Karen doesn't even exist, so I don't even know what her stats would be. <laughs> like Susie's, but evil. <laughs> Just invert them. <laughs> Susie has like amazing charisma. Karen has terrible charisma. Ugh. God. But they look exactly the same, so like they're pretty to look at. But God, the personality on Karen is just horrific. Uh, oh, we were discussing this last session. I don't remember what what are the other like soap opera tropes I could just throw in. She falls into a coma, or mm-hmm. um, yeah, someone, um, dies. someone dies and quickly comes back. Like two people talked over each other. What? CJ. But someone dies and inexplicably comes back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I believe like kidnap or replace for the lookalike is a common thing. <laughs> you could do both. Um, yeah. E- evil Susie kidnaps Susie and replaces herself. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, that would be terrible. It would be. But it would also denote like a sudden shift in her personality, so maybe there's a tip off there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've not really like 
gone out of my way to make the soap opera stuff happen. It's all been organic, so... <laughs> and mm. it's, been, it's been a riot. It's been so good. It's been a riot. I just, like... Like, CJ wrote Susie as a character. I'm like, I have to bring Susie back. And then Amy saw Susie's art and went, okay, I'm... I'm in on this. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know what it is. Susie and V actually do get together, but then Susie sleeps with V's sister. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't, that would work. Oh. Except V's an only child. But but <laughs> call my sister. But there's but a su- long lost sister. I was gonna say, but there's a surprise sister. It's a long lost sister. Yeah. Well, I think could be a surprise sister. Who looks exactly like V. So she thought it was V, but it's really her long-lost sister. Is V more orc than human or more human than orc? She, uh, based on the art, I'd say she's more human than orc. Because mm-hmm. if everyone has all the characters in their journal, I believe they do, they can see V's... Uh, if you click on her character, you can see her art that we picked up for her. And she's very pretty. She's definitely like... Other than the tusks... And the big ears and the green skin. She's very human looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, long lost sister is more orc than human. <laughs> she's got like this. She's rocking this undercut in this art. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Susie sleeps with V's long lost oh, sister. V's and Jacoba's sister. <laughs> We have a we share a half sister. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> but like on, but on V's like human side. So her, so her human dad, like, had an affair with a drow woman. Was drow mom? I don't remember on Jacoba's side. Because oh yes, everyone's everyone's drow. Yes. Well, I mean because. V's father's not technically her blood related. Like, that would not make them blood related. Okay. But still, so, some weird thing where they're like half orc, half yeah. drow, and they're like, <laughs> like, quarter sibling on both sides. <laughs> Long lost 2 <laughs> 2 party members. <laughs> She'd either be a dwarf or an owl. <laughs> an owl? An owl? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, I like Ow a lot. That's really good. Half Orc, half Drow. Ow. Uh, and it's just like the ship name being Susan. Exactly. And like, or Viviana. And then extra, extra twist. It turns out Mr. Honorable and Jacoba are distantly related in in some obscure way that doesn't actually matter, but you reveal it anyway. <laughs> They're like fourth cousins. We are fifth cousins. Twice removed. <laughs> it's like like, like the very last, the very last minute, minute of the uh, arc one. It's just like, isn't that right, Dad? It's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Watch up, like rips a mask off. <laughs> You're like, what? And then Susie tears up. I meant to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he fucking died. What do you mean? <laughs> I checked the pulse. He wasn't breathing. <laughs> Nobody doesn't mean he's dead. I, I cremated him. What do you mean? More and more ridiculous. <laughs> that wasn't shit. your father. <laughs> oh, it was God. his kidnapper. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Susie reveals that Jimmy is Jacoba's son the whole time. 
Fuck me. God. How old is Jimmy? 752 drought. He's like 17. He's like 17. How old is Jimmy? He's like Being se- drought is recessive. So he's like seventeen. Doesn't make it, the timeline doesn't make any sense. So he's also a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> so they would they would they would have had to bump uglies when Jacobo was nine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, hey, listen. And they've only canonically been together for like what two three years or something. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it doesn't even make sense. So he would have like so it it would have had to happen while they were together a few years ago. Susie would have had to then, like, have given him up for adoption without telling Jacoba, and then he would have had to travel back in time when he turned 17? <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> oh my gosh, so she could be pregnant with Jimmy right now. <laughs> uh, could be. Oh, I'm not sure if the timeline works. Eh, timeline kind of works. It's only been a few months. So, like, it could... uh, four or five. Yeah, so it could work, but she'd be showing. Uh, unless uh, it's unless... technically. I mean, she could be have like disguised self on, and she just looks like herself, except she's disguising the fact that there's a pregnancy bump. <laughs> it's just like in TV shows where the the uh, pregnant actor is like holding something in front of them or hiding behind something. Susie's <laughs> just always got something in front of her. <laughs> we never know. Yeah, that, that's why she was hugging herself. She was trying not to throw up. Oh my god! <laughs> morning sickness. Morning sickness. Uh, the yeah, idea. The this is idea, terrible. The idea of Jimmy having time traveled to meet Jacoba, uh, presumably before he died tragically or something. <laughs> like, like yeah, the I, first thing that he hears from his dad is, "Good job pissing yourself," <laughs> 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 or, "Or are your pants dry this time?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I can't. Jimmy's inner monologue is just like. <laughs> It's my dad, all right. Yeah, like other. I mean, yeah, like other than a death, I can't imagine what possible reason he could have to travel back in time to meet his father, like ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Like, well, maybe if not death, some other like tragic event, I guess, that he survives. (laughs) But (laughs) no, he has to travel back in time to get the recipe for. Hamish's carrot cake beer, which turns out to be the cure for a future plague. <laughs> but a the future recipe plague that only Jacoba has. The recipe's been lost to time. <laughs> like there was the one batch that was made, and like somehow over the decades, the one br- one barrel got left behind in the cellar, and then discovered many years later. <laughs> the brewer died before he could actually finish the recipe. And Hamish was the only only hope, but he had since wandered off somewhere and no one knows where he is, so the only chance he had was to go back in time to when he was traveling with Jacoba, his father. <laughs> and he was able to precisely travel back in time because he could uh, he could uh, range in on uh, Hamish's DNA because he's got this long strip of skin that Hamish left behind with the barrel of carrot beer. <laughs> So the time travel doesn't actually have anything to do with the father-son relationship. It's just a dramatic reveal, just because. Yeah. <laughs> of course. This is terrible. Uh, why Why are we discussing? I don't know. This is fun, I love it. It's fun alternate universe stuff. and It's so bad. And you, you realize we need, to, we need to make like a spin-off episode that, of that happening, right? That's, we, just, that's just totally all the soap we opera We totally stuff. need to do, like, a soap opera episode, yeah. Sure. Like, I'm down with that. That sounds hilarious. Oh, my God. We're it just, needs to be, like, an AU set, like, 
20 years in the future or something. Where it's like totally non-canon or it's canon but totally unrelated to current stories going on. Sure. <laughs> uh, it could be someone's stream because that's the thing it shows, right? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or, or... For it's a coma dream. Oh, my God, Jacoba didn't wake up yet. He's still on the ground after being <laughs> taken down by that giant stone thing. Oh, my God. Or, or or everything that's happened since he got his head zapped in the catacombs was a dream. Mm. Like all of this, you want to get me to quit the campaign, that that's a good way to do it. All of this was <laughs> part of Lester's you, vision. If you rip that out... Like at the very end of Arc One, I'm gonna fly to Washington and just kick you in the shin. <laughs> you don't even yeah. have to fly. <laughs> it's like eight hours from Boise to Seattle. <laughs> like you could drive if you want. I could drive. <laughs> I'm gonna drive to Seattle and just kick you with the shin. I'm gonna smuggle myself over the border and drive to Seattle in the shin. So. Yeah, no, I, I would deserve it at that point, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna walk into your work. I'm gonna ask, hey, where's Ken? They're but gonna I, point me to you. I'm gonna knock on your window and say, Ken. What the fuck? fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I I do like the idea of doing like a a one-off soap opera episode, or or just like maybe. If we like it enough, just do like a couple like ongoing things, like just very occasionally, like the Dear Hamish stuff. We'll just very occasionally oh, be yeah. like soap yeah. opera. Uh, so very weird. end, Toppy steps out of the shower. <laughs> Full frontal. <laughs> Full frontal axe. <laughs> oh. Don't talk about my son that way. Letting it all hang out. There needs to be like a reveal for Choppy too, like. It turns out he wasn't just an axe given sentience. He's like the soul of some this some relative or father or something. The soul of Linquist. The, mm-hmm. I don't know Linquist. It's not soapy enough. Like for for soaps, it needs to be like oh, it turns out since she left, her adoptive dad died and has now been reincarnated as this axe. But <laughs> it, his existence as the axe is very unpleasant. But he's happy to be mm-hmm. with his daughter anyway. That's why Chuffy's always so happy to be with her. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sure. That sounds like a really fun, like, spin-off bullshit, like, soap thing. As opposed to, like, the organically happening, happening soap opera that's happening in the canonical show that I love. I'm not even throwing weird bullshit at it. It's it's fun as it is. We're throwing weird, weird bullshit at ourselves at this point. Well, yeah, but that's just the nature of, like, D&D and fun characters doing fun things together. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> B trying to carry Susiana because she was lagging behind. Yeah, and it would have been romantic, <laughs> yeah. but then didn't. it was awkward because it didn't fails. work out. <laughs> like, so awkward. No, she didn't crit fail. She, uh, she I just didn't do well. Got to do well, yeah. Yes. And then Jacoba sweeps in with the actual crit. <laughs> Uh, one step forward for V and two steps forward for Jacoba. Uh, yeah, if I was keeping track, it could be like a oh, like a Dragon Age romance point system or something. But <laughs> I'm just going by gut on that, based on my understanding of the oh, character. The gut thing. Mm-hmm. I like the going on the gut thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going with whatever seems natural because I mean, she like despite their history, Susie went out of her way to pursue pursue Jacoba. Like it's not mm. like it's not like she just went like oh whatever you're forgiven automatically because that's insane, but she went like hey you know 
like th- we had something here. This isn't like just over with. You can't just erase that overnight. So, like she chased him down, and now there's like a chance to repair. She's willing to give that shot, but and it's so far it's going okay. But also V's there, and V's pretty yeah. nice. <laughs> He is pretty nice. Pretty cute, too. Mm-hmm. And I pretty had... loyal. You know what would be, like, the, the, the capital soap opera moment? What? Like, Su- Susiana just, like, invites me and me to, like, to bar. We sit down. She's like, guys, I got something to tell you. I'm in love with one of you. And then Hamish just comes around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I should. I have to head out because I have another session in 45 minutes, yes. and I would like to get something to eat yes. and coffee. All right. We so. we need to do another uh, Dear Hamish at some point because I love those very much. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. All right, I'm gonna save this recording and recall it. Uh, have a good night, everyone. This was fun. I look yep. forward to our next session whenever that is. Yep. Night, guys. Night, night, night. Have a good night.